Which one proved to be a neighbor to the man who was on the ground, essentially saying, "Mr. Lawyer Man, you're not the Good Samaritan. You are the one actually on the ground." Well, welcome back to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host Tim Chen today, and today we are going over something very, very spectacular. I would say this is a parable that is familiar to most believers, but today we will actually be going over the Good Samaritan. Now, before we go over that, I want to mention that we have been going over very common parables that is seen in the Gospels, and the reason we wanted to get into these is because Jesus often spoke. In parables, and when the disciples asked him why he spoke these things, he said something very, very particular. He said, "To you it has been given to know, but not to everyone." That makes us want to pay attention. The Lord is speaking something from His heart, something that is according to His desire, something that may or may not be "quote unquote" useful to us, meaning it might not help us with our financial difficulties. However, this is something that is important to God, and so oftentimes the Lord will say things like, "He who has an ear, let him hear." We all have ears, right? But many did not hear what the Lord was saying when He was speaking these parables. And so today, I want to touch on one that is very, very common. Again, the previous three podcasts all are about parables. Concerning plants. So, if you haven't heard those, I strongly encourage you to go back. And again, if you enjoy these podcasts, feel free to like and follow so that you don't miss any of them. We will try to have them out every single Monday morning. So, we want you to start your week off right. So, go ahead and subscribe and follow. That way, you don't miss an episode. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this story of the Good Samaritan. I thought about paraphrasing it. But I feel like I just need to read it because reading it gets you really a good idea of what the Lord is talking about here. So this is in Luke chapter ten. We are reading verse twenty-five through thirty-seven. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, "Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life?" He said to him, "What is written in the law? How do you read it?" And he answered, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself." And he said to him, "You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live." Now we'll stop here for a second. The attitude here is very interesting because it said the lawyer here was actually testing Jesus. Now throughout the New Testament. Especially in the Gospels, many times the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the lawyers, these very religious people of that time, wanted to test the Lord to essentially catch him in a lie, so that they could prosecute him, persecute him, essentially try to kill him. And so, when the lawyer came here, he also wanted to test the Lord. So again, I thought that was very interesting—a very small point that I never paid attention to before. But the attitude and the flavor of the questioning from the lawyer actually wasn't. Maybe to just be curious, but he actually wanted to test the Lord. So let's keep reading. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, "And who is my neighbor?" And again, that's interesting, right? He wanted to justify himself. He asked the Lord a question. The Lord answered, 
To him, he was like, that's not enough. I want to justify myself. So he asked the Lord, Lord, who is my neighbor? Okay, so who do I love? You know, he just mentioned, the Lord just mentioned, you should love your neighbor as yourself. So he just mentioned, you should love your neighbor as yourself. And the Lord said, correct. But he wasn't satisfied with that answer. So he asked the Lord, well, then who should I love? Who's my neighbor? And this is when it gets interesting. This is verse 30. Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever you spend, I will repay you when I come back. And I want you guys to pay attention to this verse. This is verse 36. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. Now again, I thought this was fascinating. You know, I've heard the Good Samaritan story probably ever since I was five years old. This is a very popular story. And essentially, the, the point of the story was you need to take care of other people. Essentially, that's what I, I got from it when I was growing up. You know, you need to take care of the people that are downtrodden, of the people that are suffering, um, because God... This is what God would do. But I would say the story of the Good Samaritan is not so much what you need to do, but what our condition is. Now, let me summarize this for you and see if this makes sense. The lawyer here is trying to justify himself. He tested the Lord saying, Lord, what do you need to do to inherit eternal life? And the Lord asked him, what do you think? What do you think the law says? So obviously, the loving God with everything that you have, no problem. That's awesome. The second part, though, the lawyer said, well, you should love your neighbor as yourself. Now, the Lord said that's correct. And when the lawyer heard that, he wasn't satisfied with that answer. He wanted to justify himself. He wanted to, to really do something. You know, I want, to, I want to do something. I want to do something for God. So his attitude wasn't exactly the most pure thing, but he said, desiring to justify himself, he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Trying to say, I'm the one in power, so who do I need to take care of? Who is a person that is weak and struggling that I need to take care of? But the Lord's response wasn't, the poor person that was beaten up on the road is your neighbor. Right? That's not what he said. That's not how the Lord essentially phrased it. The Lord said, of the three people who came to this poor Samaritan man that was laid up dead, half dead in the road, which one proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among robbers? Okay, so let's let that marinate for a second. The lawyer wanted to know, who is a poor soul that I need to take care of? Who is my neighbor that I need to love? Because the neighbor is the one who is poor. 
on the ground. Essentially, that was the lawyer, the lawyer's mindset. But the Lord's response was not that. The Lord's response was, of the three people that passed by this poor man, which one proved to be a neighbor to the man who was on the ground? Essentially saying, Mr. Lawyer Man, you're not the good Samaritan. You are the one actually on the ground. You're the one that came to robbers. You're the one that actually needed help. Essentially, the lawyer's mindset was, I'm all that. Let me take care of somebody. And the Lord's response in the Good Samaritan story was not, no, you need someone to take care of you first. And again, when I read this, and I read it through some commentary, that was completely mind-boggling. Because the whole time, I'm having the same attitude as that lawyer. I'm thinking, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty well off. I'm pretty, you know, accomplished. Who's my neighbor that I can take care of him? But the Lord's response was not that. The Lord's response was, of these three people, which one was actually a neighbor to you, to me? I'm actually the guy who needs help. I'm not the guy who can give help. And I like the the two pictures, essentially these three people. The first one, obviously, is a priest. A priest was someone who served God. A priest was someone who was ordained to serve God, right? This person in a religious system could not save that man. The second was a Levite. The Levite was one that was full of the law. Another one also in the religious system. And the Lord again responded, this person cannot save you. Essentially saying religion and law, these things cannot save you. But the Lord himself came as a Samaritan, one that was despised. He was the one that saved us. And this actually matches a lot of what Paul says in Colossians 2.13. In Colossians 2.13, it says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. Does that, does that sound familiar? That was a guy who was on the road. He was the one that was half dead or near dead. And in Colossians 2.13, Paul, the apostle through divine revelation, was showing the people in Colossae that we were the ones that were dead. That was our problem. Our problem wasn't that, quote, unquote, we were bad, unquote, unquote, we were lazy or whatnot. We were dead. But God made us alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with his legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Brothers and sisters, isn't this amazing? Isn't this amazing that in the story of the Good Samaritan, it's not asking us to do something, but the Lord is using that parable to reveal that we are the ones that need help. We are not capable in ourselves. In ourselves, there's nothing that we can do. But our first step is to let the Lord, as a good Samaritan, care for us. And how does he care for us? He binds up our wounds. He takes us to an inn, which in the commentary I read, that would be the church. right? And in the church, that is where we are nourished. We are cared for. Now... After we have been cared for by the Lord, yes, we should do what the Lord did, right? We need to care for others. Yes, we need to essentially shepherd others, allow the Lord to live through us to shepherd others. 
But our first step should not be like that of the Lord, that thought that I can do something for God. Our first step is to let God do something for us. And this is essentially what is shown in the divine revelation. So brothers and sisters, I am so excited about going over this parable because this is something that I have always thought one way, but after reading it and studying it and reading other commentary, it really has changed my mind. This week, if there was one take-home point, I would say it would be, brothers and sisters, let the Lord take care of you. It's easy for us to be independent. It's easy for us to be very capable and strong in ourselves to think we can do a lot on our own, and we can. But as a proper Christian, our first step every morning is always the Lord needs to care for us first. And it's okay. That's why being honest with the Lord is so important. That's why confessing and opening your heart to the Lord is so important. Because in those transactions, that's how the Lord as a good Samaritan can care for us. That is how He is the neighbor to us. That's how we actually get the proper care. Again, the Levite, the priest, they can't take care of us. The religious system, the the doing side of it, That doesn't care for us. We actually need the person of Jesus to take care of us. Well, I hope you guys have a wonderful week this week. Again, I'm praying for you all. Really chew on these verses. Read this story again and again. And open your heart to the Lord to ask the Lord to show you what He is talking about. I hope you guys have a great week. We are moving on into the next parable. And before I tell you what that is, I tell you what, I'll just leave it as a surprise. So hopefully you guys tune in and we'll go on next week. Have a good one.